Hi, welcome to Tay Radio Marin. I'm your host, Kimberly Escobar, with Santi Hernandez. And on today's show, we'll be talking about domestic violence and we'll be giving resources for help. Um, before the show starts, I want to give a 24-hour hotline for domestic violence. And the phone number is 415-924-6616. I'll say it again, 415-924-6616. Thank you, Kimberly. Yes, this is going to be a very interesting and very hard topic. Domestic violence is something that happens um, to it can happen to anyone. So we're going to do our best and we're going to try to inform you guys and hopefully it can help you guys, you or a loved one that is currently going through uh, domestic violence. And with that being said, I'm going to read a poem. And this poem is originally called why she stayed and it's by nikita gill but um i'm gonna modify it a little bit um and it goes like this he is a storm no they are a storm and storms devastate but every time they hurt you you hold your breath you bear the hurricane repeating to yourself one more chance one more breath just one more and you'll fix them until one day you can't hold your breath anymore and you are half a stormy evening and one teary stained night two minutes and five seconds away from breaking down and you realize you can't fix anyone until you fix yourself and I chose this poem because I thought that it explained a little bit about uh, someone who's experiencing domestic violence, it explained their perspective in some ways. A lot of people ask, well, why did you stay? Or why, how mm -hmm. could you bear so much pain? As an outsider who doesn't go through domestic violence or who hasn't experienced that, we can be easy, very easy to judge saying, oh, you're not smart. Or, oh, you, you're, you just love the pain. Yeah, But yeah. I think there's a whole story behind it. Yeah, I really like that poem. Yeah, thank I you. thought it was, in, it was I, I thought that was a very interesting poem. Um, but thank you and now you I'm going to hand it off to Kimberly who's going to give us more information. Okay. So, I'm going to be talking about what is domestic violence. It is a violent or aggressive behavior within the home typically involving the violent abuse of a spouse or partner. Domestic violence is the will, willful intimidation, physical assault, battery, sexual assault, and or other abusive behaviors as part of the systematic pattern of power and control perpetrated by one intimate partner against another. It includes physical violence, sexual violence, threats, economical, economic, and emotional slash psychological abuse. The frequency and ser severity sorry, of domestic violence varies dramatically. And now I will be saying um, statistics that I found. And so on an average, nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by, an, um, by a partner in the United States during one year. This equals to more than 10 million women and men. One in four women and one in nine men experience severe intimate partner, partner physical violence. Sorry. Um, one in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of physical violence by a partner. 
Um, this includes rage of behaviors, slapping, shoving, or pushing, and in some cases might not be considered as domestic violence. One in seven women and one in 25 men have been injured by an, by an intimate partner. One in 10 women have been raped by an intimate partner. And one in four and one in seven men have been victims of severe physical violence, like beating, burning, strangling by an intimate partner in their lifetime. One in seven women and one in 18 men have been stalked by an intimate partner during their lifetime to the point in which they felt very fearful or believed that, that they or someone close to them would be harmed or killed. On a typical day, there are more than 20,000 phone calls placed to domestic violence hotlines nationwide. The presence of a gun in a domestic violence situation increases the risk of hom homicide by 500%. Intimate partner violence accounts for 15% of all violent crimes. Women between the ages of 18 and 24 are most commonly abused by an in intimate partner. 19% of domestic violence involves a weapon. Um, only 34% of people who are injured by an intimate partner receive medical care for their injuries. And that is the statistics that I have. And um, now I will be saying some warning signs um, or... Oh, my... I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant to say... Um, a more common question asked, are men victims of domestic violence? And yes, they are. And I stated also that a lot of men, it's a little less likely than women, but it's still there. I like something while I was reading your notes, you said that you couldn't find data or data on men being, what was it? Men, um, something about men being, um, you, you, there was no data data on men and a lot of people think that domestic violence is only specifically to women mm -hmm. no it's not it's more common in women yeah, however men tend not to really state that because for a lot of men or they think that it would be in the eyes of it society would, yeah. they would look at them as weak or or something like how can you get hit or abused by a woman like it, it just it it sounds to our common society it sounds i feel like maybe it's like more than what this shows yeah that's what i was gonna yeah. say i think it, it, i think there's a lot more of men that experience this but like I said, because of our society and because of the fear of really sharing a lot of men don't do that mm -hmm. but thank you for clarifying that um Men are victims of domestic violence as well. Um, but continue on with the warning signs. Thank you. Um, the warning signs are frequent injuries with an excuse of an accident. Like if you were to see your friend and she has like a bruise and she says like, oh, it's just an accident. Like I just fell or something. Something like that. And isolation from friends and family, depression, crying, low self-esteem, fear of their partner, um, ex the the male or female extreme jealousy of insecurity from partner, constant put downs or treating you like property, preventing you from doing things you want. Yeah, those are my signs. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing the frequently um, most common warning signs. 
And again, if you ask someone or as an outsider, you see some of these warning signs, sometimes your friend or family might lie to you. Just keeping that in mind that Mm -hmm. they won't sometimes because of fear, they won't really state, oh, yeah, I got hurt by my partner or something. Um, I want to talk more about what is the mental trauma that a domestic uh, abuse victim goes through. So really to picture it, you said earlier that domestic violence is not just physical, but it's emotional. And one of the biggest factors that sometimes you can't see is so if somebody hits you, you can see a bruise. Mm-hmm. And however, when when someone verbally, you know, emotionally hurts you, um, it's a whole different, you know, scar. Yeah. And what happens with that trauma that one gains or experiences through domestic violence is you... Um, you you are emotionally you can be emotionally unstable meaning it's hard for you to love once you go through a domestic uh you know domestic violence relationship um after that the mental trauma of you being physically or emotionally abused you carry that with you and it's harder for you to trust people it's harder for you to love someone it's harder for you to even give love to yourself because you went through this whole traumatic experience saying if i had to go through this you know it makes you feel less so for people who are going through domestic abuse it really does play a huge factor in their mental health and it really sometimes it devalues they make them they make themselves devalue themselves um which is really which is really hard um personally i've never experienced i've never been in a relationship with a you know um with that type of of in a relationship, but in my family, it runs through that we've had a lot of domestic abuse in family members, and it, it's really hard for for as an outsider. I see that you know mentally, uh, it does play a huge trauma, and as you grow older, you take that and carry with you, and it impacts how you react in situations and how you are on day to day. And another question, most frequently frequently asked questions that we got is why do victims sometimes return or stay with their abuser and really it's so it's really hard to answer that question and when you you're when you're not them you're not them yeah but from what i've seen and what from my what i try to understand is that sometimes it's it's due to believing like in the poem said you can fix someone that you Mm -hmm. can help them that's one the other is not really valuing yourself as a person, meaning that you think that what you are experiencing, like you deserve it, mm-hmm. which you don't. But when you don't, you know, when you don't have self-value, you think anybody can do anything to you, even though you see it's wrong, like you forgive us so much. But in reality, it's it shouldn't be that way. So but here are statistically from what have been studied, the the fear of harming so a lot of people don't don't leave is because your partner can threaten you saying if you leave me i will kill myself if you leave me i will die so a person has that fear of saying um if i leave him or if i leave her she's gonna kill herself that's one uh they still love their partner and believe they will change same thing you love that person so it's hard for you to leave because it's not because you don't love them or they say i'm gonna change yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yes good point 
The, exact, the other one is their partner promised to change. Oh. A strong belief that marriage is for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. So sometimes um, we're set on the mindset that marriage, you know, you have to you stick through it out. But if one I've person... I've never heard of that. Honestly. I mean, you know how traditionally they say um, you, divorce is like a bad thing? Traditionally, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what the way I see it as someone, again, who's a really strong believer that, yes, marriage is beautiful, but... When, so when someone is giving effort and the other is not giving effort, it's really going to be really hard to for you to be in a very loving relationship because the other person's not giving you the same, you know, it's not trying or doing their best to change or better mm -hmm. their, their ways. So a lot of people stay in that marriage because they think I have to stick with them because I have to. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think there's a, a, a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thinking that abuse is their fault that's one big thing is like oh it's my fault that i caused that person to be angry a lot of later on we'll go into it but in, in a relationship when you when you do something wrong your partner might say oh you made me do it because you acted this way mm -hmm. so then you think as you know some they mentally manipulate you yeah exactly they mentally manipulate you and you're like oh then it's my fault so i can't leave because if i leave i know it was my fault right mm -hmm. and then there's the Staying for the children. This is a huge one, especially um, in my family. What I've seen is that a lot of the reasons why people stay is because they have kids. And when you have kids, you have um, that fear of if I leave, how am I going to survive or feed my child, which is a big one. And one of the things my mom mentioned to me is that she experienced, uh, you know, she, she witnessed a lot of abuse in her family, uh, domestic violence. And so she said that one of the biggest things growing up for her was I don't want to be divorced because I never had a dad. Um, like I lost my dad mm -hmm. at a young age. So I don't want to give that to my kids. I know the feeling of not having a dad. So taking that in mind, I think that a lot of partners stay together even though they're going through so much stuff but they don't want to be the reason why their kids don't have a dad that they can come to every day yeah, yeah that's a huge thing lack of self-confidence again with the self-value fear of isolation or loneliness loneliness a lot of people fear being alone that if somebody is not with them nobody loves them mm -hmm. and so they choose to stay or they, they don't see a way out of a relationship. Pressure from family, community, or church. Uh, and lack of means, job, money, transportation to survive on their own. So the belief that I can't survive without per that person. So that's the uh, main things that or more common things that are why couples stay in an abusive relationship. Um, because, again... Sometimes it's because of norms, family, community, or church. And others because... He, they think that they can't survive on their own or they're doing it for someone else. For example, kids, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then one of the biggest questions that I wanted as someone who comes from a different background, how does the economic affect domestic violence? So I didn't grow up and my family didn't grow up in, you know, the most richest, you know, we weren't in the upper class. Um, for my mom, she was you know, she they were struggling to survive because my grandpa passed away. So she she grew up being raised by her siblings and her mom. And that kind of brought the question. I connected a little bit with this question is does economic, uh, you know, your economic uh, state cause you to be an abuser 
or cause you to be in a, in a physical uh, or in a relationship where you're abused. And I and it says here that although domestic violence is not caused by poverty or unemployment and economic um, issues, these factors may increase the risk of domestic violence. Women living in devastated neighborhoods are more than twice as likely to be the victims of intimate violence uh, com compared with women in more advanced neighborhoods. So it does play a huge factor. Again, connecting mm -hmm. back to the if I leave. How will I survive? We think uh, sometimes in general, we think that we don't have the, the, um, the capability of surviving on our own, making our dreams come true. We think that we can't do that individually. Whether you're in, a, in a, an abusive relationship or not, that tends to go through our minds. Um, can I do it alone? Like, I'm alone, you know? Mm -hmm. But truth is to everyone who's watching yes you can there are so many resources here in marin county that can help you and support you if you're going through an uh, you know a, a relationship like with domestic violence there are resources for you and know that i know it's sometimes really hard to really believe it but you can do a lot of things on your own you need a circle of friends and, and family sometimes. You need, you need to talk to someone you yeah. really trust. Yeah, but it's not impossible. People believe that, oh, I can't. But yes, you can. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter your skin color, your gender, what you believe. You can survive on your own. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. <laughs> a lot of information. It's a lot of information, but thank you for sharing it. No problem. Um, now we will be doing the PSA for Marin Against Youth Abuse. Domestic violence is a pattern of abusive behaviors used to bring power and control over an intimate partner. Some warning signs of abuse are... Does your partner not listen to you, tells you what to do, blames you, puts you down or makes you feel less than, tells you what to wear, or pressures you to go to the next step sexually when you're not ready? Is your partner jealous and possessive, checks your cell phone or email without permission, accuses you of cheating, scares you, puts down your friends and family, or makes you afraid of their reaction? Do they expect girls to clean and cook and to obey or expect boys to make all the decisions and be in charge? If you need help or know someone who does, there are resources available. We have a 24-hour hotline as well as a text line that is available Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And they are available in both English and Spanish. Hi, welcome back. And we'll be continuing what Santi was talking about. And so I wanted to ask, how do you know you're the abuser? Thank you for asking that question. I know we're talking about like we're talking we were first talking about like what someone experiencing, you know, domestic violence. Mm -hmm. But now it's how do you know if you are and, you know, causing the problem? Yeah. Physical or emotional um I feel like emotionally wise, like if you're like not like hitting, you know, um, I feel like sometimes maybe they don't, they're not aware of it. Exactly. Yeah. That's a huge one. Like I said, you can't see the emotional damage you do. Sometimes really it's harder to see versus physical. Like if, if, if I were to get hurt, like I said, you can see the bruise. But if you say something and, you know, you mentally, you know, cause something in my head. 
you won't really see that unless you're really, you know, carefully watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so here are some things that that abusers tend to have in common. They have an overwhelming need to control a partner based on fear of uh, dominance, a need to feel in control and in charge in general, a history of low self-esteem, overcompensating for feelings of indecency, pronounced feelings of resentment um, by a partner, and a history of failed relationships or past personal failures in life. This to me is so key. The past personal failures in life. I wouldn't call it failures. I would call it trauma. A lot of uh, people who uh, who tend to um, be abusers, it's because they weren't born that way. They had normally what I was reading was that they've had to go through something that has caused them to be that way. In anything in your childhood, if something happened to you, it shapes who you become as a person. As uh, It sounds kind of crazy, but if you, let's say you were emotionally abused, you emotionally, uh, you witnessed domestic violence in your home, your mom hitting your dad or your dad hitting your mom or, or any family member you saw growing up, there's a high chance that you will grow up being that because you saw that. It's like to you it was normal probably in your nature right so that tends to happen um so so back to what i was saying is that personal traumas that have happened in your past or have happened to you they have a they play a big role in in how you are and who you are and how you treat people um you are a hypocritical of your partner your partner appears or afraid to share their thoughts and feelings with you when you and your partner have an argument you are never wrong right Right, so you can mm-hmm. think to yourself if you and I have an argument and I'm always right, mm, like you say, pay I'm attention to it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you use a silent treatment as a weapon or form of punishment. You use things your partner told you in confidence against them at a later time. You make um, mean spirited jokes, you know, that are hurtful to your partner. Your partner seems anxious or nervous around you. Your partner cannot make a decision without your input either because they believe you will be upset or because you have told them that they are not allowed to so now that you're reading these i'm like hearing these and like i actually did not know that these were like abusive things i mean you just kind of see you got to like i think there's always like you know you you have to really see how your partner is around you and how you Mm -hmm. are to be able to see those for example one of the things is that a lot of things that i've seen is a silent treat the silent yeah i was gonna say that like if you use that as a weapon meaning i'm not gonna talk to them until they apologize for example one thing about me i can put myself an example is if you Mm -hmm. give me the silent treatment the whole day i'm thinking what did I do wrong? Yeah, yeah. How can I fix this? That's how I... Yeah, I would feel the same <laughs> way, yeah. Yeah. And then there's another one here that I read that it says that if your partner... Uh, if you told your partner things in confidence and they use them against you later, meaning, let's say I say I tell you a secret, mm-hmm. something very personal, and then, you know, we get an argument and you say, if you do that, I'm going to reveal this. Right. Uh, what is the word? They're, um, 
There's a word for it. I don't know. <laughs> but you see, word. yeah, <laughs> that would be a, a key thing um, because it's like, and I, I would listen to you because I don't want you to share the personal thing I, mm-hmm. I told you. Um, and the last thing is the, the, the. Let me see the. Um, when you are never wrong, right? Something that if we in an argument and I'm like, no, this is the right way. This isn't, and you don't see other views for your your partner. It's, it's like a red flag as well. Um, now, another question that we got, is it possible for abusers to change? Yes, it is. People can change. However, um, this requires a lot of internal work for the abuser. Um, mm-hmm. Because, again, most of the reasons why they cause physical or emotional um, damage is because there's something that they need to figure out too. So how can someone who's an abuser work on on the way, you know, what we mentioned? Uh, there's always therapy. There's always, um, you know, talking to someone, explaining what ha- why, why you see it that way or um, that. So I think there is room for change and improvement and growth in an abuser. Again, however, if you're someone um, currently being in in the in that relationship and you're like, yeah, but they're gonna change, keep in mind that I think it, I, I think it would be best to to be individually growing, mm-hmm. right? Um, I love something that they told me. How do you expect to give love when you don't have love for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So as someone who is going, maybe who's in, who you might analyze yourself and be like, wow, I didn't notice that I caused someone that much damage or emotional pain. There's that opportunity for someone to be, okay, I'm going to work on myself, learn to love myself so I can love and give love the person the way they deserve to be loved, right? So there is room for change. Um, but like I said, you have to be very careful if you're in a relationship with abuse mm-hmm. because you can't say, oh, they're going to change and still experience all of that, right? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. What happens if your family member is ab- abusing your loved ones? How can you get help emotionally? Um, I was going to say, I, you, yeah, yeah, go I was, I'm going to ask you that question. <laughs> but I, this, my response was to um, if like, the victim is telling you something like if I'm the victim and I'm telling you something Mm -hmm. like I would want to feel supported and encouraged so then maybe the person the victim feels stronger and more able to make their own decisions in the relationship Mm -hmm. so they're able to like say like I had enough of this and like walk away Mm -hmm. from the abuser and if they feel judged or criticized um, they could be afraid to tell anyone else about the abuse or get help. So make sure if a loved one or someone is telling you um, that they feel abused or s- in any way, make sure you are very supported because you want them to get help. Yeah. And what we did a poll on Instagram, and one of the questions that they asked, you guys asked, was... What do you do if your family member is, you, again, if you see your loved ones being, you know, physically abused and you need to get out of the house and you leave the house, where do you go to sleep, right? Where do you go? So uh, there's the former in and county. There is the Center for Domestic Peace.org. You guys can go in there and search up so many uh, resources for you guys. And they, you can also see the PSA that we had was from Maya. They are 
for youth, Mayas for Youth uh, Against Domestic Violence. You can get resources there. Um, so for emergency shelter, um, this is the number or hotline you can call. And you can get an appointment, I believe. And it's 415-924-6616. 415-924-6616. If you want more information on that, please visit centerfordomesticpeace.org. Um, and if you need therapy or support groups, um, you can set up a call at 415-526-2553. Again, it's 415-526-2553. Um, their business hours are from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. Again, if you want more details, go to centerfordomesticpeace.org to be able to guide you in things that you or your family um, um, need. Before we play the song, um, I really want to focus on a little bit more on that question is what happens if your family member is, you know, being abused for a child. That's so traumatic. That That's where the trauma comes in. I mentioned it before. Mm -hmm. um, I personally, I feel very blessed that I haven't really witnessed that in front of my eyes because I, I, I don't think I'll be you know I don't think I could handle that mm -hmm. but my mom has experienced that and at times I have co deep conversations with my mom about this how she grew up witnessing domestic violence um, in her family and one of the things that she always tells me is that it's so painful again you can't see the scars that it leaves physically but internally, it does really painful things to someone. And so to all of those out there who are listening, who if you've seen your parent, you know, your parents hit one another or your siblings hit one another, you know, with their partner. Or if you've witnessed your friends, you know, I know it's it's not an easy thing. And later on, after we come back from the song, we're going to give out um, tips and ways you can help and also helping you um, if you because if you go through that, it's traumatic. Yeah, I was going to say that um, that's how my parents were. I personally, I did witness it, but I don't muchly remember. Nice. But I know my all my older brothers remember it very well because they're much older. And I was going to say that a lot of kids like if you see that happening with your parents, you can call like. 911 or something like mm -hmm. that. My brother actually called 911. Oh wow. For my mom cuz my mom was too scared and she actually believed like my dad could change and stuff. But yeah, I just wanted to say oh, that. Wow. Well, thank you Kimberly for sharing that. That's um, that's very that's really a personal thing. So thank <laughs> you. And I'm I'm sorry you and your siblings had to witness that. I know it's something very hard. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> <as I> said <laughs> emotionally it just thinking of your loved ones being hit, being hurt. Mm -hmm. I I can, like, I even choke up thinking about it. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, we'll be right back. We're going to play a song and <laughs> we're going to be right back. We're going to play a song. This is I try to crush my spirit, but my chicano so don't fall. I'm a honey with it. Mi gente dice al cien. Vamos, 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 
30 coins of Judas. I'm asked that gold. Abundance of wealth with devil never told. I'm the mind alliance, youngest defines. Storm of stars and all the science. Duality the serpent, don't misinterpret. I'm fine wisdom, age in the temple of the serpent. I'm the flame and incident for his poems. Wisdom that hits the soul. Nobility, we still afford to these hard to fight every day. We born to prove victory, not to fade the game. I'm good at the chop priests, anything on her horse, ready for war. We don't die, we regenerate. Victory, our fate. On a cool breeze, I move with ease. My intellect stays strapped. I embrace my heritage, the brown, white, and the black. I got my mind on my studies, and my studies on my mind, ready to hit back with facts. Black, black jack. So what's the meaning? Historical victory from the beginning. Hi, welcome back. And now I will be saying some resources available for victims. The National Domestic Violence Hotline um, is 1-800-799-7233. sorry. And if you are hard of hearing, the number is 1-800-787-3224, 1-800-787-3224. And um, now another hotline, um, sorry, <laughs> uh, the California Partnership to End Domestic Violence. This is um, in, this is in, the Bay Area, um, and their English hotline is 415-924-6616. And that is the one we already stated. <laughs> I just realized that. I'm sorry. The Span but the Spanish one for that one is also 415-924-3456. And what they provide is emergency, emergency shelter, um, translational housing classes for stopping violent behavior, support groups, legal system, um, and counseling services. And then an office in San Francisco, the number is 415-678-5500. There's also legal aid in San Francisco. They give you free confidential legal advice and give medical or legal help and they also um, provide multiple people, like if no matter what language you speak, um, they they provide help for you. And yes, do you have anything to add, Santi? Um, well, first of all, thank you, Kimberly, for providing all of those awesome resources for our audience. Um, I really hope I wasn't fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think Javier and Annalie are putting everything on the Facebook comments if you want to go back and check all of these out. Again, these are all for you guys. And even if you don't have anyone or know anyone who's currently going to domestic violence, it's always awesome to have these numbers somewhere saved. So when something happens, not that we wish for it, you can access those, um, you know, those resources. Um, so those is, so those are, that's a lot. <laughs> we went through a lot of the first part. Being very honest with y'all, I was very nervous <laughs> talking about this because it's it's just so much to you know to talk about. It is 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 very important. It's necessary for all of us to be more aware. But at the same time, it's really really hard. While I was doing research, 
and I know Kimberly was doing research, like hearing and reading all of these stories, like it gets to you, it gets to you. Um, and I wish, you know, I, I wish I had superpowers to make, you know, everything mm-hmm. perfect. But um, yeah, so one thing that you guys might be asking, okay, I have all of these resources, you know, what can I do to help aside from all of these um Something that maybe we tend to forget because of our busy life, whether you're a student, you know, you're focused in school or you're someone who's currently working and going to school or just working. We have a cycle of just busy, 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 busy. And sometimes we forget to check in with our loved ones. So even sometimes the people that are so close to us, they're going through so many things, but we don't even notice it. And how is that? Well, sometimes it's just by starting a conversation. If we took like five minutes or just, you know, maybe Kimberly, I ask you, hey, how are you? And you're like, oh, I'm good. But you're, you know, if I really ask, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. It you it changes. Yeah. Because I really want to know how you're doing. Right. Is it I'm good, bad it's, or I'm good, good? It's like different. Like, you know how some people just text you like, oh, how are you doing? And you're like, good. And mm-hmm. you're like, how about you? And they're like, good. It's like more than that. Yeah. You have I. Uh, recently um, had a, a friendship where I we, we have an awesome friendship and I wasn't aware of what he was mentally going through. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, um, how are you? And well, in Spanish, I asked him, como estas? And he's like, bien. And I was like, bien, 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 mal, no good, good, bad. Um, and then when I asked that, he broke down in front of me. And I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And I realized the power of starting a conversation and actually caring for someone. And, you know, my my friend broke down brown in front of me and started explaining so many things. And as a person here, what do you do? Right. Once you start a conversation, that's step one. What do you do? Do you tell the person, leave him, leave her, get out of there? What are you doing? And I realized that one of the most key factors in having a conversation with people you love is listening without judgment. Right? Right. So listening to your story or listening to what you're going through, keeping in mind saying, this is not about me. This is about them. Mm -hmm. Right? How can I separate my thoughts and really be there for that person? Right. So those are two things that I thought that was like, whoa, really big. They're small things, but they can play a huge factor with helping a friend or a a loved one. Um, Is listening without judgment. And you mentioned physical signs, right? If you see your someone that you care for uh, with a black eye, bruised lips, red or purple marks on their neck, uh, uh, you know, wrist marks, Bruised on the arms, emotional signs. This is something that I really want to emphasize because sometimes like you can't really tell. Mm-hmm. Low self-esteem. Over overly apologetic. I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry about that. And you're like, you you're not doing anything wrong. But they over apologize for everything. Fearful changes in sleep or eating patterns patterns and and anxiety or on the edge all the time substance abuse symptoms of depression loss of interest in one's enjoyed activities and hobbies hobbies talking about suicide this is another one that is close to me is the 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 suicide part 
I talk about mental health a lot because it connects with suicide. Um, but part of mental health is also sometimes the relationships you're in. This doesn't have to be necessarily emotional abuse. doesn't necessarily have to be with an intimate partner. It can be from a parent, from a sibling, from a friend, and they can make you feel all of these. So like I said, emotional signs of abuse is a little bit harder. But when, if we educate ourselves, we can be aware for ourselves and for others um, how we can prevent that. Uh, behavioral signs, becoming withdrawal or distant, canceling appointments or meetings at the last minute, being late, often ex excessive privacy concerns in their personal life, isolating this, themselves from friends and family. Um, those are a lot of things, right? Do you, do you, do you want to add anything before I go with the, the safety plan? No, you could go ahead. Okay. So those are some signs, right? It's a lot. Um, and now we're going to... The one thing that you can do with your uh, loved one once you have a conversation and they, they if they let you know if, if they let you in on what's going on, you can come up with a help form of a safety plan. So some of those plan the safety plan can be you giving them the numbers, the websites that they can search up all of these information or it can be you telling them, it, what do you think if you can you come to my place right or what can I do right and so you guys both sit down and you guys can come up with a safe, safety plan making sure that she's uh, safe right or he she uh, is safe um, because when making a safety plan sometimes you never know what the abuser is capable of right mm -hmm. so keeping that in mind what what's safe for them here are some big don'ts um that sh that you shouldn't do right um which is bash the abuser focus on the behavior not the personality right you focus on the behavior not the personality blame the victim that's what the wait abuser what does that mean focus on the behavior not the personality so i'm guessing what this one means is the what their actions versus words right if the abuser says oh oh let, let, okay let me think of an example so if I get like, okay, if I see someone being yanked, right, and I'm like, what do you, like, why did you yank her? Someone, oh, no, I, she just, I just, oh. I have to go quick, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're yeah. seeing the behavior and not the personality. So it's more like what you say versus your actions. Oh, right? okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so don't blame the victim because that's what the abuser does. Underestimate the potential danger for the victim and yourself. This is what I mean about the safety plan. You never don't underestimate the the danger of what that the victim is going through. The abuser can do so many things. You mentioned it earlier. This the statistical fact that um, there's weapons, right? Mm -hmm. Weapons can mean guns, can mean Nine. belts, knives, etc. Um, promise any help that you can't follow through with. If you feel incapable of being supportive to the victim, make sure you lead them to the right place. That would be the best thing you can do. If you can't handle everything that's going on and you don't feel like you can be um, fully with you know two steps in, in, in the situation, make sure you give them the right resources. Um, give uh, conditional support, right? Uh, Yes, okay. Do anything that might provoke the abuser, pressure the victim, give up if they're not willing to open up at first, be patient. Do anything to make him do not do anything to make it more difficult for the victim. Give up is a huge one for me. Is sometimes a lot of people say, Well, that person doesn't seem to care. I'm not gonna care. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And I totally For understand. For them, it's hard to, like... Yeah. You need to, like, put yourself <laughs> in their shoes. Because yeah. saying stuff like that is not easy at all. Yeah. yeah. And as well as for the outsiders, um, I know it's frustrating to see someone like, you can just leave. You can mm-hmm. just get out of there. Why are you staying all of that? But knowing that it's really hard for people and understanding that and being patient and making sure you're there, right? Um, however, there is a difference when... Do you want to read this one? I think you kind of mentioned the police part uh, where you can read this one. Okay. Police, if you know that the violence is actively occurring, call 911 immediately. If you hear or see physical abuse taking place, call the police. The police are the most effective way to remove the immediate danger to the victim and their child and their children. There are no situations in which children should be left in a violent situation. Do whatever is necessary to ensure their safety, even if it means going against the wishes of the victim or the wishes of the abuser. And actively violence, violent situations, calling child protective services is not, is not the problem. It's, the, it's part of the solution. Yeah, so... There is a uh, there is a time or if you see things that are really clearly you can see that violence is going on, uh, please call 911. Um, and if you're a, a someone again, you mentioned it, that your siblings called 911. So if you're someone who you see your parents um, know that you might feel betrayed. I think it's hard to because you might feel like you're betraying your mother or, mm-hmm. or, or father. You're calling the police on them, yeah. right? I think it's so hard, but I don't know how my brother did that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I don't I like talk to him that. about it or anything. I can picture that. Like, how how do I make a phone call saying, "Hey, my my dad or my mom is hitting, you know, the other parent." Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're seeing that, it, it, I know it's hard, but. Just know you're doing the right thing. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not your fault if things go the other way. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's a fine line um, with protecting your loved ones and all of that. Um, but yeah, those are some things um, that we have researched with with Kimberly and and tried our best, like we said, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to add anything? Um, not sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so one of the things that I encourage all of you, and please add to this, Kimberly, if you have anything to add, that it might be hard to leave someone because you think that their love is the only love that you can get. Trust me, there there are a lot more people out there who, who do really care about you, who do, who do really love you. Um, and I think everybody in this world just wants to be loved. And sometimes... It's hard for us to see which is real and which is not real. Um, I personally, like I said, I haven't gone through a um, a violent or relationship, but I've definitely emotionally have felt the emotional abuse, violence type. Of, like I wouldn't say that I've been in a relationship like that, but I've definitely experienced it with friends, even like friends right where they say things and i've learned to be emotionally stronger 
um, and it's not an easy thing. Are you saying like your f- friends? Yeah. So part of emotional abuse, it doesn't necessarily mean being with an intimate partner. It can be like your best friend. Sometimes they tell you same thing. Use words to manipulate like, the way you think about yourself. Make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I so didn't really think that was yeah. So. Like I said, I've never been in a rela- like an intimate relationship where I've experienced this. I've witnessed, mm-hmm. I've seen people go through stuff like that emotionally. I've just like I said, emotionally, I've have felt that um, you know that feeling le- or people making me feel less. But I can say that I've learned to be emotionally stronger, um, which is something that you guys all can do and. Again, talk to someone, reach out to someone who can help you in what you're going through. Oh, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. We have a couple more minutes. Um, if you guys have any more any questions, please leave them on the Facebook um, comments we're reading. I know someone commented on here. And your name is Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you for watching. If you guys have any other questions, please leave it on the comments um, below. And um, yeah. I feel like we've gone over a lot. <laughs> we've gone through a lot of things. But um, one thing that I can recommend that has helped me to be emotionally stronger is really... Um, we talked about this. I think it, we talked about this with you where um, you take some time for you and that me- can mean in so many ways. Mm-hmm. For example, for me is f- working out. Well, me too. Like, yeah, <laughs> me, too. M- me is working out. I There are things sometimes people say and I try and I don't let that get the best of me. What I do is I, I, I work out. I, it takes off your mind. Though. Yeah, it takes it off your mind and you feel better. And just knowing that you are loved, you're absolutely amazing. Every single one of us is born for greatness. And it might be so cliche to people. How can you say that? Because we are. We all experience different challenges. We all don't face the same challenges. Mm-hmm. But they're there to make us stronger, to grow, and to love, to give love to others. Unfortunately... There are there are traumatic things that happen to us, and and sometimes we think we don't have what we need to move forward. And quote from my who my teacher who may he rest in peace, Mr. Stenberg. He said, "You have everything you need to succeed. So if you're in a relationship where you feel like if I leave, I can't survive, you have everything you need inside you." You, you've been without them before, you can do it. Yes, again. I love that. I've, I've heard like a <laughs> quote like that, and I just remembered it. It's like, if you, if, you were, if you were fine without them before the relationship, you'd do even better after. Yes. And the greatest, um, the great, I, I, re- I read this other one where it says, the greatest revenge you can have on someone is you succeeding. Mm-hmm. And by success, I mean succeeding on all aspects of your life with um, financially, spiritually, emotionally, and all of that happiness. You know, you succeed in all that way, all of those um, ways. So I'm super um, grateful that I get to do this show with Kimberly. Uh, like I said before, it, we were really nervous, but yeah. we we know it's important. And talk about it with your family friends check up on them to 
see if they're doing okay, if everything's, um, you know, going good. And if not, be there to listen without judgment. Sometimes we tend to, like I said, we tend to hear and not listen. There's a very, I can, I can, I can hear you. Do I listen to you? It's very different. So if um, you have a time today, tomorrow, please reach out to someone because it's better, better to be there now than regret it later. Um, unfortunately, on my end, I, I have heard a lot of family members and um, do that. And I, I actually witnessed the um, emotional part of abuse. Right, I've seen family members treat their, in my case, their, you know, the guy treating the girl with with no respect, um, and you can be a voice to stand up for those who who don't have a voice, and we want to talk about this because we want to be able to, you know, bring those voices to be heard, to let you guys know that you got this, and if. You, any of you guys are going through something and you need someone to talk to, again, the resources we gave are out there and you can even contact one of us and we can lead you to the right direction um, with all of that. <laughs> um, I have a question for you, Kimberly. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do to take, care, to take care of your emotional health? Or I work out. Work out? Yeah. Is that the only thing that you do? Um, what do I do? Um, I think sports are also nice. Mm -hmm. I don't really, I don't play sports like personally, but I just play like tennis for fun. Mm -hmm. And it, I feel like when I smack the ball, <laughs> it like takes like my like sh like stress out, you know. Oh, okay, okay. I feel like sports help a lot. I feel like, but I feel like um, if you're like on a team, it's like way differently because you're like being competitive. So Compet I feel like. Okay. A way is like to find a sport where you you, you want to just make it into a hobby. Oh, and it, like it's like more relaxing because I like tennis more as a hobby. So it's like I'm not like trying to like beat someone because then if I lose, I'm just feel sad. Oh, I like that hobby. <laughs> yeah, I think ha finding something that you're interested in and mm -hmm. and building from it. I know from, for example, my brother, he's really into cars and one of the, the way he mm -hmm. seems to cope with. Um, and his emotions at times is being in the, you know, underneath the car, fixing whatever he needs to be mm -hmm. fixed. Um, for me, it's hikes, walks. Um, oh, hiking can be very therapeutic. Therapeutic. And I, I read like a few years ago that it's asked, uh, statistically that being in nature makes you live longer and oh. um, gives off stress. And nature just gives you, like, a natural, like, uh, like what is it? Like a natural, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's the word. But I remember I read about that. Yeah, going out um, and and being in nature does help a lot. You have a different connection of being outside. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, that's awesome that you also take care of. We were, we're never really taught about emotional health. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's it's hard for us if I mention I've mentioned to a lot of people that you know how is your emotional health or how do you feel emotionally and to them it's really weird like why do you ask me that and I'm like I'm not trying to offend you I'm just I'm just trying to understand you know because um, like I said with my friend when I asked that question th he broke down emotionally with, with me and 
that's emotional health, right? And we tend to be silent saying your emotions don't matter. What you feel doesn't matter. But it does. What you feel, um, if, if you, during the day, you feel like you're lost or you feel that you should give up or life doesn't have a purpose or that... You know, all of the, all of those thoughts, know that you're not the only one who's experiencing that, meaning that everybody goes through it and we all are, you know, we're all going through that, but it's not necessarily the actual thing. It's like the weather. I think that's how I picture our emotions. Um, it can be sunny and then all of a sudden cloudy and then all of a sudden rainy. And oh, wow. Yeah. Like, that's how I picture emotions. Um, it, it means that it, it's not that it's going to stay there forever. It, it just it goes, changes. it changes, it goes through, you go through phases. Mm-hmm. Um, and just learning how to emotionally cope, you know, emotionally learn your emotions will help you not just personally, but the way you, your relationship with others. So if you're someone, um, who, who's the abuser, if you learn to see your emotions is going to be easier or better your relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. And you, if you have someone, if you're with someone who's low self-esteem or someone with like, who doesn't seem to uh, feel like they va- they're valuable. Once you realize your emotional health, your mental health, you start realizing that, Oh, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not true. I'm worth so much. And I'm beyond grateful you know, you're you're beyond you're you're beyond by what you expect, and that plays a huge role in again how you treat yourself, your relationship with yourself, and your relationship with your other others. Once you fill your cup with love and you know good stuff, you're able to give that to other people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yeah, no, yes. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing. You shared a lot. I oh. <laughs> no, no problem. I try to share the what I've learned and experienced. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm being very honest with you, I've gone through a lot of emotional things through the years that I've been here. Mm-hmm. And um, my the, the greatest thing that I can do for someone is really share all of that share my I experiences. love that. Yeah, I think that's the best way I can like I don't have all the money in the world be like oh here take this mm-hmm. right but I think the way that I can help my community the youth um is just sharing what I've gone went through so you guys can you know take what you need and leave what you don't need and leave it there but take what you need so you know it can help you and support you in any way um but on my part I just want to say that you are loved, you're one of a kind, you're amazing. And if nobody has said it to you today, I love you. I know it sounds crazy coming from, oh, you don't even know me, but really, I do love you. And I'm sending my energy to all of you guys. Um, So thank you so much for watching. We're really excited to be here and and be a voice for those um, who might seem that they don't have a voice. So thank you. I'm going to hand it off to Kimberly, who's going to end the show. I was just going to say that don't be scared to ask for help. Um, There are always people there to support you and love you. And you are not alone in anything. And thank you guys so much for listening to today's show. And yeah, thank you. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. (laughs) Bye.